Hi, I'm Dr. Mila Brujic, and today I'm joined with Dr. Rachel Rubel on Escaping the Mountain on the Optometric Insights Show. Rachel, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us. Super excited to have you here. Um, if you could give the audience a little bit of a background on yourself, um, where you went to school, where you graduated, what your current practice situation is. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Um, so I'm Dr. Rachel Rubel. I graduated from the Michigan College of Optometry in 2009 and completed my residency at the Salisbury VA Hospital in North Carolina in 2010. I'm currently um, practicing. I have a practice that I co-own with my husband, Dr. Brad Rubel, and I own four practices with Dr. Ryan Court. Um, he's also from Michigan, and they're between all between Asheville and Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, so you keep yourself busy, Rachel. Um, <laughs> well, you know the, the the one of the big reasons I wanted to to have you on is, you know, you're obviously successful. You've only been graduated for this is going to be twelve twelve years now, and um, and one of the things that struck me um, immediately about you was a kind of an offset conver- offshoot conversation we had about student debt, and um, you had some really unique perspectives. So I'd love for the audience um, to hear your story and really how you conquered that mountain of debt. Yeah, no, this is something I love to talk about because it's scary. Um, Students, young grads coming out of school with all of this debt. My husband and I had undergraduate and graduate school loans. Um, We topped over $300,000, came out of school and we got jobs right away and we're like, all right, yay, we have money. Well, then we kept getting these student loans, you know, coming from school, eating ramen noodles. We're like, this is great. But if you're getting these student loan bills in the mail and you just see it start to go up and up and up and you're like, oh, I'm paying the minimums. What the heck? Fortunately, right now, students um, don't have any interest, which is awesome. But, you know, back when uh, I graduated, it was about 6.8% at the time. And it just kept going up and it just felt like a burden. We wanted to buy a house, a practice. We wanted to travel and we had all of this debt lingering. So after about six months after residency, we said, this is it. We've got to figure out a plan. We have got to pay this debt off. So Rachel, did you guys talk to a professional on this plan or did you guys just sit down and say, let's figure out a plan on what we want to do in the next one, three, five, seven years? We we did it on our own actually. And uh, I think both of us had the same goal in mind. Like we do not want to have this debt lingering. And we had a lot of goals. I mean, my husband said he wants to retire by 40 years old. And in my head, I'm like, how is this possible? We have all of this debt. <laughs> so um, we, we wrote it all down. We came up with our own plan. We called it the envelope system. Um, you know, Dave Ramsey was not as big as he is now back then. And we're like, oh, maybe he took a little something from us. <laughs> we had three envelopes we lived by. Um, we had a um, gas envelope, a food envelope, and an entertainment envelope. We put money in each month, cash each month, no credit card. And we did that for all, about three years and paid off all of our debt between both of us in four years. So, so Rachel... I- um, I, I want to kind of interrupt you on the story here. So how soon after graduation did you first buy a house? We bought a house about four months after graduation. We were living okay. in an apartment and we, we were like, oh, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. 
we were in about in 2010, 2011 is when we came out and, um, you know, interest rates were super low. There was a lot of foreclosures at that time. So for us to buy, we bought this big house that we did not need at a low price. And we're going, oh, this is great. I mean, silly on our part. Banks were giving us all this money that they, you know, they see the word doctor in front of your name and they're going, oh, here, here's all this money. (laughs) In retrospect, we would not have bought the house we did. Um, We've sold it and it was just too much. We don't need all of that. So, so tell us like how you started this whole, like, so you got the plan now, you got the three envelopes, got that, that, that kind of controls some of the discretionary spending, understand that. But how did you guys like, cause you always hear about loans being 10 year repayment plans, 20 year repayment plans. How did you guys get it down to three, four five years, whatever you guys ended up paying it off in? Yeah, we ended up looking at all of our loans and we had more than just the uh, grad plus loans. We had um, a small loans as well, like Perkins loans. Mm-hmm. So we took all of them and some of them we consolidated all at kind of the bigger interest rate ones. The smaller interest rates we set aside and we did a combination of what I call it the avalanche and the snowball effect. Avalanche is where we paid off the minimums on every loan and then we attacked the ones with the highest interest rates and we mm-hmm. throw lump sums at those. Mm-hmm. But it was nice. The snowball effect is kind of like quick satisfaction where we took the ones with the smallest balances and we were paying a little bit on that as well. So a Perkins loan of $3,000, we got that done and it was like, yay, we did it. We paid off one little loan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. a nice satisfaction to have that. So we mm-hmm. did a combination of those paying off the highest interest and the lowest amount but we did pay the minimum every month on all of them to continue on that cycle. So did you like, once you paid off the first loan, did you say, all right, I'm, I'm going to now take those dollars that we're using to pay off this loan. And now I'm going to push it onto the next loan that we have as well too. So you're just going to create higher loan payments towards that next loan. Or did you do something different? You got it. We took that extra money and we said, all right, it's going at the that next loan. We want to continue this pattern and keep paying off, getting that avalanche and breaking that down all the way to the end. And I get asked a lot, you know, you're doing this. Did you not have a life? And we, we did. We were able to say we worked sometimes seven days a week. We do moonlighting or fill in work on Saturdays and Sundays. And we traveled to Europe um, during those three years twice. So we were able to travel. Now it wasn't lavish. We backpacked. We stayed on the side of a mountain. Super fun experiences. But we were able to do it and still pay off the loans. So Reese, did you ever get to a point where you were, so so you'd pay off a loan, you take that amount that you were paying that loan off with, you push it to the next loan, and you'd kind of keep doing that. Were you ever at a point where you're like, listen, now we're making more money now we can actually contribute more each month to each of those loans? Oh, absolutely. We, we build up that bank account just a little bit, you know, each month more and more. And then we'd be like, we can live off a of very minimal. Let's take everything in our savings account and throw it all at a loan. And uh-huh. we did that several times and kind of scary. We'd get down and like, okay, our next paycheck is Friday. We'll be fine. We're going to drain our savings and pay for it. <laughs> Crazy to do. But we, yeah. we did have it all laid out and yeah. the relief paying off those loans is just mm-hmm. incredible. 
And then did you guys, when you paid off the, so the very last one, the one where you're like, now we're done. Now we're with the student loans, we're debt free. Did you guys um, put like, did you guys do that same situation where you're like, okay, there's this much left. We're just going to take it and be done with it so that we don't have to worry about that monthly payment anymore. We did. I actually, I remember standing in our kitchen calling, making the last payment. And it was a big one. I was like, all right, we're going to drain the savings again. Last payment, which was mine um, to pay off. And I called and I, I gave her the amount, said pay it all off, gave her the account numbers. And she goes, all right, your balance is zero. And I said, that's it? I want balloons and confetti to come out of this phone right now. This is, we just paid off all of our debt. <laughs> and it was wonderful. But then, you know, each month we're like, oh, we have money we didn't have before. What are we going to do? Well, my husband found the auction steps um, at City Hall and went to an auction for um, homes. And we won our first townhome. So we started investing with that money we used towards student loans towards properties that we own. Wow, that's great. So so you didn't stop so you're kind of used to paying this money at this point and you created a certain lifestyle around that. So you said, well hey, wait a second. Instead of now just being done, now you're going to take those dollars and you're going to do something with them for the long-term future. So you're going to somehow invest in something, whether it be a retirement plan, whether it be real estate, whatever whether it be whatever you're doing but then you start thinking about other things that you want to do for the future with those dollars that you're already used to giving to something else. Is that, is that a correct kind of way to say that? You're exactly right. It's, it's money we're not used to having. We were living just fine. We kind of created a lifestyle for ourselves that we're going, this is, this is comfortable. We don't need anything more, but yet we may have more. Let's set it up to other avenues, other interests, um, whether it's real estate or the stock market or, um, different companies that we've started along the way. And it's just, you kind of continue on, you find different passions. It makes it a little fun. And you know that you've lived it already. It's not something that's too stressful or too risk-taking that here you, you, you could lose it all. Yeah. So, so Rich, you said something kind of interesting earlier. You said you bought a house four months after you got out of residency but you, I almost sense there was a little bit of regret, and it sounds like you did end up selling the house. Um, why? Why was there the regret? Was it just like a, we stepped into this too soon? Was it? Uh, tell me, tell me why there was that regret. Yeah. So you know, you go to the bank for the first time, and we had never done that. We're like, all right, yeah, I think we're ready to buy a home. You know, I don't know how much we can afford, and the bank goes, well, here, here's how much you can afford, and we didn't assess it at the time. We're like. Oh, that's cool. We told our realtor and you just kind of like, well, the bank told me I can afford that. Really need to look at what you can. And we mm -hmm. could afford it, but it's, do we need to afford that? Yeah. And so we had this big home down on the lake and it was wonderful, beautiful. And we're like, what are we doing? This is not us. So we <laughs> did sell it <laughs> and uh, we found more what suits us. We, we found we love living the downtown walking lifestyle and old homes that we've renovated along the way, different homes. Yeah. And it just not having to, you know, coming from not having anything and being in apartments for many, many years <laughs> to having a huge home. It's not something that, yeah. you know, it's fun, but you're going, Hey, we can do, be doing other stuff. <laughs> so Rachel, um, so how long did you have that house before you sold that house and kind of moved to what really equipped sounds like yours and your husband's lifestyle more so? 
Yeah, we had that for about three years. And, uh, you know, right in that timeline of we were paying off all of this debt. And when we had the debt paid off, sold the house. And so we had no mortgage. We're like, we, we really, truly were living a debt-free lifestyle. We owned our cars outright. We're going, this is wonderful. And um, so we found kind of more what fits our lifestyle and found that we do like being entrepreneurs. So we started different companies along the way and taking these risks. Um, so it's just figuring out what works for, for everyone. So looking, looking back, Rachel, you know, so it sounds like you knew what you did right. And you knew what, like, I wish I would have done like something a little bit differently. Is there any advice based on some of the things that you did that you could share with current students or even people that are zero to five years, zero to 10 years out that are still strapped with debt that are thinking, I want to get this done or, or. Again, students that are first, second, third, fourth year that are accumulating this debt now, like any missteps that you made early where you're like, if I was to do this again, this is what I would have done differently. This is what I would tell Rachel 10 years ago or 12 years ago when she graduated optometry school to make it even a better experience for her. Yes. So, you know, you get out of school and you have all that debt. Well, in school, we're not really thinking about it. We're thinking, hey, we just got to survive classes. And I think looking back, I don't have to, I didn't have to live in nice, fancy apartments, you know, could have lived, you know, I was at the school most of the time studying, <laughs> um, you know, we didn't have fancy cars at the time, which was great. But my husband with his student loans, he bought my engagement ring. <laughs> I'm going, you know, not sure if that's where that money was supposed to go. I do appreciate it. But. Rachel, we sometimes don't make the smartest financial decisions when emotions are in, in, in the equation. You're exactly right. And I'm like, how did you pay for that? Well, student loan money. I'm like, oh my goodness. Uh, so I wish at the time I would have started paying on a little bit of it. Or if my interest was 0% at the time, which it is for students right now, Put making putting $100 a month towards a Roth IRA and starting retirement funds early too. I've encouraged a lot of family members that are younger than me, like, hey, let's throw $100 in. That $100 as a first, second year in school, it can be astronomical once you come out and 10 years after that. So I wish I would have started a retirement account in school, um, you know, having that 0% interest at the time of the loans. I, uh, I'll tell you, this is a really interesting path that we all, we all have our own paths. Um, I think one of the things that I would share with you philosophically is that, um, you know, as a student, I remember living like a student and I remember the sacrifices that I made as a student. And I think one of the things that, that I probably did well, when I first graduated was um, I kept living like a student in those first few years because I already knew how to live like a student. I didn't want to start living like a doctor and then have to kind of track back. So I kept living like that for the first few years. And those those first few years of just uh, a high level of modesty in terms of everything that I did, first house, nice, small, solid, but small little house, first car, nice, modest car. I mean, I, all of those very, very strategic steps were so critically important to the long-term success of everything. And I, and I really am glad that we, we did that because again, we're so good early on or right after graduation living like students because, because we just graduated. We, we were students. Yeah. You're exactly right. We're used to living like students. Yeah. And, and I say, I didn't 
continue to eat my ramen noodles every day. I did have real meals, but we just budgeted accordingly to save and kind of uh, adopted and learned to live that lifestyle. And I think the opportunities that have presented since all that debt debt has been paid off has been, you know, amazing. It's things that pop up investment opportunities or businesses where we can say, yes, we want to do that. And we don't feel strapped or tied down with debt. I, I think that's a good way of living um, to have those opportunities. Well, Rachel, it was it was awesome. I think this is going to be super valuable for the uh, audience, for everybody that's listening, students, emerging practitioners, anybody that's just interested in philosophically changing the way they look at student debt as more of an, I mean, this is an investment. If you if you keep looking at it as debt, it'll drag you down. So it's an investment that you change for other investments as you get that paid off. And I think you really did a nice job with that. Well, thank you very much. It's uh, it's tough. And I know that first number that you see is daunting, but it's so doable. And I encourage everyone just start those baby steps, create those budgets, and it can be done. And thank you all for joining us on this episode of the Optometric Insights Show.